Yes, mic check one, two, and three. Let's go with it. Yeah, nation, what's good? Get crunk, nation. Come on, let's go, baby. Yeah. Salute. Don't forget to hit that like, like button. Hit that like button for me. Subscribe. Yeah. Yes, what's good, baby? Shout out to you all. Guys already know. L-O-V-E, the nation. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Really appreciate everyone that's in the chat box. Really appreciate you all. It's, it's, this is the offseason, right? <laughs> the bye week equals the offseason for us. Uh, hold up. Don't shut up. Let's be up. Cowboys Nation, the things that we need to look for, the things that we have to put and wrap around our minds too, is that hell, come hell and high water, <laughs> nothing's going to change for us this week, right? Unless, unless the Giants do us a favor. They need to beat the Skins. Of course, we're not rooting for another team to beat another team, but that's just how it goes. I think Jacksonville Jaguars, they play the filthy. Let me know. We need to have those guys out there uh, playing and being up and be up and stay up and be ready. Uh, appreciate it. Let me give a shout-out to the first person that's in the chat box. Shout-out to who? Thank you for tuning in. Mac Jones or Mike Jones. Shoddy, shout out to you in the building. You guys let me know that you guys are part of the notification squad. That's what I'm talking about. Say prime time. What's good, man? Prime, what's good, man? You got to step it up just a little bit, but you right there in the mix, man. I really appreciate you for being in uh, part of the nation, man. Really appreciate you. And then over here on my elite Facebook panel, shout out to you, Jamal Anderson. Yes, we live like 95. We're going to get this thing going. Rocky, what's good with you? Levante, Kerry, Teagle, all up in here on a beautiful Saturday morning. Let's get this thing going. Let's go with it. Let's roll with it. Let's grow this thing. Don't forget to hit that share button, like the content. Hey, it is what it is. What I need from the nation is I want you all to get out of the negativity. I understand that a lot of people don't like Dak Prescott. And my God, I'll be going back and forth with a lot of fans. It's, it's, it's crazy to me because I find myself more so talking about our own fan base, about how we need to just stand up and just be behind the quarterback that we have right now. And not just the quarterback, just be behind the team. I fight more for that versus the Redskins, versus the uh, Eagles, the Giants. You would think that they... This year, I must say, I got a lot of Redskins fans jumping in, talking about, hey, Law, what I said, man, where you guys been? I've been, I, this is my, just going into my third year with this, with this show, and this is my first time hearing the Redskins jumping in. I've been here. I've, I've been here repping the silver and blue for a long time, and now all of a sudden, Redskins fans come out. Shout out to them, though. <laughs> Shout out to them, but we will see. All right, so uh, what we have here, uh, was it Mugs, Maxwell? Shout out to you, man. Big up to Law Nation. Appreciate you. Esteban Garza. Garza. I murdered your name. Shout out to you. Uh, nothing but the best. Appreciate it, Shadi. Uh, Zeke Prieli Experience. Yes, that's what's it, man. So with that being said, guys, <clears throat> we have to figure out, can Amari Cooper be that, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say I'm going to get a little closer so you guys can see me. <laughs> uh, we want to know if Mari Cooper can be that X factor for this team. And, and I talked about a little bit about 
taking away the eight and nine man front and you have somebody that can take the top off the defense. I saw some people going back and forth where a lot of people saying, wait a minute, Tavon Austin is faster than Amari. Why did he, why he was not able to do that? These are two different caliber of wide receivers. I look at Tavon Austin more so as a, as, as the well back. They don't, and they don't put him in the system as much as they would utilize a big physical wide receiver that can catch the ball, can take the top off the defense. Those type of things can catch the ball within traffic. That play, uh, I forgot which week it was. I think it was the, I guess, I guess it was against the Texans. And and of course, a lot of people talking about, hey, Amari Cooper drops the ball, but that play that hit that hit Tavon Austin in the hands and he dropped the ball. I mean, that play, normally somebody can say a prominent, a, a primary receiver will be able to catch that ball. So to be honest with you all, it, it just how it goes, man. Uh, shout out to uh, Chris that's on the Periscope. Appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, I really like everybody for tuning in from different areas. That just, just let me know, guys, that you guys support the nation. Y'all support the channel. I really appreciate that. So with that being said, if we can get Tavon Austin back out there and then you add in Amari, oh, my goodness, you, you're you going to have seven. <laughs> you might have seven men in the box or six men at that point because they're going to have to figure out, do we bring in an extra safety or extra DB, or do we keep our linebackers in? Uh, that's the decision that now the personnel on the defensive side of the ball are going to have to do. And um, the the level of consistency with this team, yes, we're going to have to improve on that. Uh, hey, that's just the bottom line. We're going to have to pro- improve on that. Uh, Shadi says, Amari is the best route runner we had since Terrell Owens. He can run full route tree, and uh, Beasley is a great route runner, but he's, his route tree is uh, somehow, like you said, limited uh, between 8 and 12 yards. Yes, you're right, Shadi. Uh, that let me know, man, you watch football. Uh, as much as we love and praise uh, Dez Bryant, his route running just wasn't to this caliber. You know, of course, we're not trying to compare Dez Bryant to Amari because um, Dez Bryant <laughs> – the guy was amazing for the star. You know, he was amazing for this team. And uh, and, and Mari, he, he had two good years coming out. He had a down season last year, so he's going into his uh, going into his fourth year. So we're trying to see whether or not he can turn the curve. The, the the good thing about this is that a lot of times, due to social media and Twitter and everything, and and fantasy football, a lot of people like to dog a player after they have their first down season. But what I'm telling everybody is that the guy is still young. Remember this. He was picked in 2015. That was in life in certain sectors. That's, that was yesterday. 2015 was just yesterday. Matter of fact, we got Byron Jones on his team who was drafted in the same draft. So if we can get this thing going around in the right direction, oh, my goodness, we still have a young team. I think that uh, that Mari is, is is along the same age as Dak Prescott. So that relationship and that poise and that continuity can grow with this team. Think about this. Just think about this. It took, and I'm not I'm not saying that Dak, Dak Prescott is the next Peyton Manning, but just think about this. Just think about this. 
How long did it took for Peyton Manning to win his freaking Super Bowl with the Colts? And he had surrounded weapons around him. Uh, he was around a lot of guys like the Marvin Harrisons of the world and the Reggie Waynes. And, and the, are those guys are supreme and nice, good route runners. That's who I look at Amari. Amari is, is, is the quote-unquote Marvin Harrison uh, of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They both had the same temperament as far as quiet and subtle to themselves, and they run good route runners, but Marvin Harrison, he had better hands. I ain't going to say that. But, you know, uh, they did have also with the uh, coach, they had a good running back. And if you look at this team, this team, just like the, the, the coach, the only thing that we're missing right now is the dominant tight end because they had a guy named Dallas Clark that can catch everything you throw to him. And I always say this, the best friend to a quarterback will always be, and it's always proven that it will be the tight end. The tight end is always the best friend of any young quarterback. And we we took a piece of that because Jason Witten was pretty much on the uh, on the downward slope, but although he was uh, seasoned as a veteran, a veteran tight end out there, we need a veteran. We need some type of help with tight end. Maybe it can be Rico Gathers. Maybe it can be one of the guys that's still on the team now. But I want to see some growth with the tight end play to help elevate the, the young quarterback. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the the Eagles, they got a nice little tight end play. And uh, they can take the vertical uh, seams, take the ball up the field vertical as it relates to being in the middle of the seam. So that 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 helps the quarterback out. Just name me a Super Bowl winning quarterback that didn't have that staple piece as a tight end. And I was sitting waiting and I was hushing. <laughs> I was hushing my mouth. But this is the thing. We would gloss over the fact that when they took Jimmy, was it Jimmy Graham away from the Saints? They went seven and nine, two years in a row, seven and nine, well, three years in a row, seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine. And they said, what changed? Well, <laughs> the guy had nobody to throw up in the middle of the field, throw the ball to in the middle of the field. So even with a veteran quarterback, you still have to have that, that solid staple piece uh, as a tight end. Remember this. I said last night on Mark Holmes show. The tight end is the third hardest position to learn in the National Football League. He's the extension of the offensive line. Then also he's the inline blocker who can run inline routes. He, he just does so many things, so many responsibilities that a lot of people just like to say, oh, man, tight end, you can find those uh, players anywhere. No, that's not the case, nor the scenario. Um, <laughs> it says, say prime, said Rico should start. Mm. We will see. We will see about that. Um it's just one of those things where uh, they had the Jarwin kid that they they didn't love with and, and Schultz, and they they playing the tight end by committee. <laughs> Hopefully that will be the uh, the next thing that they change out and say, okay, we're gonna go ahead and stop playing around with it. Warpath, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you, man. I didn't see you in a long time. Shout out to you, you Warpath. That's over here on the YouTube. Uh, one of the coldest names on YouTube as well. <laughs> um, this is the thing. Um, we, we're going to have to figure out the musical chairs with the tight end if they can figure out, okay, this is the guy that won the deal, deal. This is the guy that won the deal. This is the guy we're going to go with, roll with, and be with. I would love that. During this bye week, maybe they can go back and reevaluate the tapes and say, okay, this is the guy we're going to roll with. Come hell and high water. This is what we're going to do. Um, and I would love that. <laughs> I know, I know you guys feeling the same thing all right who we have over here um sean what's going on with you man remember how the eagles used the scheme for terrell 
they needed to do the same for Rico. Watch how things can open up. I'll have to look at some of that uh, older tape out there for, I think, Terrell was played for the Eagles in 2005, maybe. Uh, my tape only go all the way back. The tape that I have goes all the way back to 2009. So I'll have to figure out how I can find some of those older tapes and, and see what you're talking about. But they, they, the Eagles during that time, and we see a little bit of it with the uh, Chiefs, uh, that West Coast offense. Uh, Andy Reid is, regardless of what people say, Andy Reid teams always had a spectacular um, regular season uh, deal. So as we look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they, they, they pat Mahomes, my God. He can just make every throw. But we'll see, though. Um, as far as philosophy and schemes, I love West Coast. I love uh, those little short intermediate passes and utilizing your tight end to take the, you know, take the uh, defense, make the defense play on us by running those vertical seam routes. And you see that with Travis, you know, Travis Kelsey, he, he'll run those vertical seam routes and then they'll have the, the other guys, the underneath guys, and they'll flip those uh, route trees too. They'll have Tyreek who can just take the top off of anybody's defense two times, twice removed. He just, just fast. Uh, you can't really coach speed. It's just something that God gave uh, Tyreek Hill. And, and his speed is next level. Um, we talk about Tavon Austin's speed. It's, it's, it's not the same comparable speed. Tavon, Tavon Austin compared to like a Tyreek, man, this guy got quick twitch. Then he got the the, uh, the second level speed, recovery speed. He got the stop and go speed. He got all those in his arsenal as far as uh, Tyreek Hill. I, I think that... Tavon Austin have like that one levels. I got to get to my top level speed. The quick twitch is not really, it, it was there when he was in college. It was there a little bit his uh, freshman year in uh, football too as well with the uh, Rams, but he don't have that. Then his body mechanism, he, he he's always injured because he's a frail guy. But shout out to him though. And, and just like this too, Cole Beasley is fast. He's quick, but he's not fast as those other guys he's quick with the short area quickness what we call short area quickness meaning between one and six yards is impossible to, to stop this guy i can argue the fact that between one and six yards uh, a cole beasley is faster than Tavon austin and as well as fast as uh, faster than tyreek hill within one to six yards but anything beyond that those those two guys are just <laughs> <laughs> Light years faster than uh, uh, Cole Beasley of the world. And and that's just how it goes. And just like this, remember Lucky Whitehead. He's not a slow guy. He's a 4'3 guy. Remember him? He he just have fast top speed. He don't have the stop and go speed. So it's just how it goes when you're racing. So it's just how it is. Um, let me see what we have over here. Uh, Jesse James is a young young lad that we, we could have and take a look at from Mark. Um Mark, you you saying the right thing? Um, Jesse James played for the uh, Steelers. Um, is he is he another Jarwin though? You know, I know I do know they have the same number, I believe. But um, I, I like the I like the guy that I thought we had a chance to grab that I, that I think that's that will be suitable for this team. Um, he plays for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I forgot his name, but but he's not 
the O.J. Howard guy, he's the other uh, tight end on their team. I thought that he would be a good suit for the Dallas Cowboys if we were, were to take a chance at this guy. And I think that he will, he will fit, in, fit well with his team uh, looking at everything collectively. Uh, let's see what we have over here. Bobby McLean, thank you for tuning in to the nation. Really appreciate you. Uh, who else we have here? And this he's on my Facebook panel. Uh, Rocky, Tyron Smith cannot be 100%. Yeah, now this bye week, hopefully Tyron Smith can get his legs together and get his get his angles together. His kickout stance, he just got to improve. He got to get more depth. Uh, looking at a, a bunch, and I'm talking about a bunch of film on Tyron, uh, it just seems like he's having a world of problems going against speed rushers. Uh, as far as power, brute strength, if somebody try to attack his center mass, he's once he get those hands on you, it's over with. It's just that right now he's having a little issues of uh, he kick off of his stance. Maybe he can lower his uh, – I, I think that what it is is that he's not getting uh, his lower body center of gravity there. And I think that he's, his back is still gentle, gentle in the sense, whereas he don't want to give full – I'll have to show you the technique as far as him kicking his hips out and spreading out to that left side. So hopefully Tyron Smith can, can have a full week of, of just rest and maybe around – this guy don't see the field until like next Wednesday or Thursday or something like that so he can be ready. By the, by us playing on a Monday night, they give us an extra day. So I pretty much wouldn't want, wouldn't like to see Tyron Smith out there until Thursday, believe it or not. Uh, shout out to Sarah that's on the Facebook panel. Lamar, thank you for tuning in. And Vondell Jackson, appreciate you for uh, being into this thing over here on the Facebook panel. Um, Cameron Brett, uh, Sean. Yes, Brett. Yeah, I think that's how you say his name. I think that he will be a good uh, addition to this team. I think that he he's a, a excellent route runner, got great size on him. I think that he can catch the ball within traffic. Uh, he's a, he's a, a good guy that, that can pick up this offense and, and they can utilize him well within uh, this system. I believe that. You know, maybe you guys can take a look at somebody else, but uh, I, I like Cameron, uh, like his skill set. Shout out to you, Jada Cook. What's good with you, man? Um, what I don't like, Law, is people getting on the O-line. If you look at, it, at some of the games, a lot of loss has been on two or three plays taken anyway due to holding or some questionable calling and what the quarterback is not seeing down the field. I, I agree 1,000%. Um, <clears throat> this uh, bye week, since Dak Prescott is standing in town and he's, he's probably still working out with uh, Amari Cooper right now, I wish that the coaching staff, and they may be doing this. I wish they just have a, uh, like a, uh, like a, like they could have a stopwatch and set it to three seconds. Well, not set it to 2.7 seconds. And they click that stopwatch and every, whenever the, uh, the center hiked the ball off to him and said, you fail if you don't get this ball out within 2.7 seconds. And uh, we saw the little crazy drills that some of the uh, quarterback gurus have out there with the uh, brooms all in the face. I would have, I wish we had five, six, or seven guys right now <laughs> that's here in the Dallas area that can go out there to the star and say, okay, Dak, I'm willing to work with you right now. We're going to have these broomsticks attached to our hands, and we're going to have the stopwatch set to seven, well, not seven seconds, but set to 2.7 seconds. 
And uh, when this ball is hitting your hands, you got to get it out, regardless of the situation. You fail every time if it goes beyond that. So we want you to see if you can go through your reads. And I, and I, I think this coaching staff is doing that. And um, sometimes it's better to throw the ball away than to hold on to it too long, Dak. So I hope that they're going through that, that little process and that, those little procedures of uh, making sure that he, he, he just keep his feet moving at all times and keep his head down the field. Uh, a lot of times when you have a pressure in your face and you get on antsy and things like that, you, you, begin, to look, you begin to look at the line opposed to looking and keeping your eyes down the field. Now, I'm not a quarterback coach or anything. I'm more of a defensive-minded guy. I play on the defensive side of the football. But I think that those techniques, I think that those drills would help him out tremendously. And, and, and at this point, you can only correct one thing at a time. I would worry about accuracy later. I would more, more so worry about getting the ball out and getting the ball out quicker, more, more so than, uh, than anything else. Yeah, so uh, let's see what happened here like my uh, stream on the Facebook went away. So <clears throat> with that being said, guys, we can we can improve this team in those factors. It's just that they're going to have to figure out somehow, some way, one way or another to just continue to work on Dak Prescott's small little efficiencies as it relates to getting the ball out quicker. Now, <clears throat> with let me move over here. Having a little technical difficulties, but I really appreciate everyone. Can you trade any players for a draft pick? Uh, this is from Juan. Um, who would you trade for a draft pick? You got a Jordan Lewis's of the worlds who may not fit Chris Richard's system. Maybe you can look at that. Um, you got a lot of things that you can look at as far as getting extra draft picks, but it's just going to have to go with their philosophy, whether or not they think that that's the – the next thing that they should do, you know, so that's just how it goes, man. Let me see right here. Um, and Sean, Sean Snow said Cameron Braid is also locked up for three years with contract. He signed with the Buccaneers. Okay, so he's he's locked up. Well, remember, there's always trade opportunities, right? <laughs> Cowboys abroad, man. What do you know about Obi? Uh, kid, we work it out. This is the thing. Uh, that they might do. And then we talk about Obi Melafonwu. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, Obi Melafonwu is one of those guys that uh, uh, he was high on a lot of Cowboys draft board. He's a big, tall, physical safety uh, that I think that the Raiders tried to put him at corner and he sucked miserably. <laughs> horrible. He was horrible at corner. So it's kind of like the inverse of what we did with the Byron Jones of the world. Maybe he he is a safety. He's a box safety that they can put in. And then on top of that, with his size and frame, looking like a defensive end, looking like a bigger, tall, uh, rangy linebacker out there, maybe he can clog up some of those passing lanes. And, and then on top of that, you add in Chris Richard, maybe he can turn, turn this thing around for him. I think that right now, due to the uh, CBA, the collect collective bargain agreement and due to the uh, rulings uh, that they couldn't release a player during his bye week uh, CJ uh, Goodwin what they're going to do is that they may put him on injury reserve or something like that or injury uh, maybe give him give him an injury settlement and I'm talking about CJ Goodwin he wears number 29 what they might do with him is just put him on injury um, maybe give him a injury settlement because he broke his arm and, and Cowboys need help with special team. And they cannot do anything. They can't move the roster until, like, 
maybe Monday. So what we will see is that either Monday or Tuesday, you might hear breaking news. The Cowboys just signed uh, Obi Melafonwu and uh, to a blah 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 offer, and uh, from there, maybe he can step up and learn the defense and and see what he can do to help out his team. Because anybody, I'm telling you, anybody probably be better than number 29 that was out there who uh, gave up a big pass against the Redskins, and that was against the tight end. So. I, I kind of like the idea. I, I like the idea because if you pick up Obi and you have him playing up tight, close on the line, just like <laughs> up tight, up tight, and up close on the line against the tight ends, that that physical size that he brings, maybe that can turn a lot of things around as far as tight end play. Because I just don't like, just to me personally, uh, I don't like Anthony Brown playing rotating into the inside. That's just my opinion, you know. But we will see whether or not they're going to pick that guy up. And then also they, 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 they said uh, that, that he uh, may visit a few other uh, locations too. So, and it's all about OB, whether or not he would like to sign the uh, contract for the Dallas Cowboys. To me personally, it would probably be a good move for him. And it would be a nice little steal for us if we can, you know, get the coaching staff to bring him up and help him up. But, guys, don't forget, this is the thing. What I really want everybody to uh, put down in the comment box is that how you feel about the Redskins. Do you think that they're going to take over this NFC East? Or do you think that the Eagles figured it out and they're saying, okay, we're going to change everything around and we're going to go on a run? Or <laughs> although we're shooting for the uh, Giants to beat the Redskins this weekend, uh, let me know. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your opinions. Are the uh, Redskins that far ahead of us or are the Dallas Cowboys, are we right into the mix? All we have to do is just figure out a way to get this thing turned around. And maybe Amari Cooper is that extra push. And if we add into add into the fact of OBI, OB, I think that's how you say his name, OB or OBI, OB uh, join his team come Monday or Tuesday, maybe he can turn some things around. Gerard, what's good with you? He said, what's up, my brother, Law Nation, best live show out there. Oh, man, appreciate you, man. Appreciate your love, man. Demetrius. Bruh, Coop is going to ball. <laughs> That's what we hoping for. That's what we leaning for. Cooper to go out there and just ball. <laughs> That's what we want him to do. We want him to put up and and just be, you know, when you're out there with a different team, with a new flavor, sometimes you play better. Sometimes you figure out, figure things out. And hopefully this can be our, you remember when the Raiders got rid of uh, Randy Moss, not calling Mari Cooper Randy Moss, because I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail, saying Law Nation calling Mari uh, Cooper Randy Moss. No, I'm not saying that, but maybe he can have that light to switch on. And then I also already know that I'm going to get a lot of people saying, wait a minute, Randy Moss went to Tom Brady. So you're trying to say that Dak Prescott is Tom Brady? No, I'm saying Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. And hopefully we can clear out that box and we can stay, stay focused on what is the core of this team. It's not the quarterback. It's Ezekiel Elliott. And when Ezekiel Elliott can get those next level runs, then it's a whole different type of game. I understand that it's all Dak Prescott when everybody says about this, when everybody tells me about this offensive line, it's the issue and things like that. It's all Dak Prescott. But it's the offensive line fault 
when Ezekiel Elliott can't get to the second level, right? <laughs> so Ezekiel Elliott for these last few games been unscathed, uh, been a guy that we can't talk negative, negatively about, you know. So he's going to have to pick it up because one can argue the fact that Seattle game, those step out of bounds and uh, just not being focused was a major issue. And then also when he played the, the following weeks, when he tried to do a cutback and there's nothing is there, that's a major issue. So we're going to have to spread this blame all the way around. I know a lot of people don't want to accept that, but guess what? It is what it is. Ezekiel Elliott is our fourth round, is our fourth overall pick. Dak Prescott is our fourth round pick. So we're going to have to figure how these guys can play up to par. <laughs> Cowboys abroad, he said Redskin is not the good team, not going anywhere. That's what I'm talking about. But shout out to the Redskins right now. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Texas T was I like that name. Texas T346. Cooper is not going to change what we do because of coaching, basically. He said Cooper is not going to change anything because of the coaching staff and because of the coaching administration and what have you. Um this is the thing. In 2016, we had the same coaching staff. In 2014, basically, we had the same coaching staff. So hopefully, if we can just get to those sectors, and hopefully a, with, a, with a, a quarterback that we have that can run and all this stuff, maybe the light bulb can switch on, and uh, maybe he can just try to attempt to throw the ball deep down the field with Amari Cooper when there's seven and eight and nine men in the box and make them pay. And we saw a little bit of that. Remember, this coaching staff have this philosophy. If you've seen it once, you can see it again. And hopefully, and I mean just this, hopefully he can take advantages of those eight and nine-man fronts. Paul, Ale <laughs> Paul Alexander and Garrett are the problems. Paul just got here, right? Somebody been here for over nine years. Somebody been here for over nine years, and I'm not going to point the finger, right? <laughs> uh, Pedro, what's good, man? Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Lyle is the weak link on the offensive line. Look, for once, I, I must say this. Um, I, I have to say this by Lyle Collins. I, I, I love the guy. I, I love what he brings to the team. But I think that him playing right tackle is a disservice to his skill set. I think that the strength, the type of strength that you have out there with inside his his frame. He's a bigger guy than, than Connor Williams. Trust me, he's bigger, you know. Um, if you kick him back inside, you can have that mauler approach when, you, when you're talking about running the ball. I think that right tackles, more so if you look throughout all of the NFL, look just look at every right tackle. Just not even look at our team. Look at every other right tackle. You see more right tackles being finesse opposed to being that, that mauler, that physical guy that you can kick out and just can be one of those swing tackles too, that guy that you can pull and get around. You just see more of that coming from your guard, right? So I love – you see, Lyle Collins, he's still – he's playing right tackle because it just looks good on paper. But he's still, to me – just to me, he still have a, a quote-unquote guards mentality. As you saw, when, when he uh, gets a person down into the ground, he kind of put their weight on them, and then he gets these little bonehead plays, uh, penalties, and things like that. I think that he still think that he's playing inside. Now, to me, if, if, if Lyle Collins, and this is, this is facts, this is not me pulling opinions out, if he beat out Ron Leary, 
for those, uh, I guess, the first two years in injury, of course, called Ron Leary to get back inside. And trust me, I love Ron Leary. If he was able to beat that guy out, then kick him back inside and say, okay, Lyell, I understand. We love the fact that you, you like to play right tackle, but you can be more serviceable. You can, be ben- you can benefit this team better if we had you into the inside because the worst thing that ever can ever happen to any quarterback is somebody getting beat to their blind side. And then on top of that, I think that Tyron Smith, as we saw on, on a couple of uh, sacks that I need to really do this film session on, on the uh, offensive line that we saw with those combo twists that I can tell you right now, if you go look up all sacks, if you have the all 22, three of the, three of the sacks came from Lyle, well, came from uh, Tyron Smith trying to help out Connor Williams. He tried to move over and combo block with this Tyron, Tyron Smith trying to help out Connor. I think that with the continuity and, and, and uh, report that they got with each other, I think Lyle Collins and, and 77, they can work together better. But I'm not the coach, though. You you guys can help me out better with that and, and, and see what you guys can pull up off, off of tape and see otherwise. But I just think that, you know. I think that the interior is so, so new. Looney and uh, Connor. Connor, maybe year two, maybe year three, you can look at Connor Williams and say, okay, wow, he's a big staple piece. And, yes, he's playing okay as a, uh, as a guard, but I think that uh, uh, Lyle Collins would be better at that spot and at that position. Um, who we have over here? Money making mall. Shout out to you, Shogun Drummond. What's good with you, man? Thank you for tuning in to the nation, uh, guys. Don't forget to hit that like button, share the content. Connor cannot play right tackle though. This is from John. <sighs> yeah, I mean, true that, true that. Uh, I, I think Connor he played left tackle in in, in college. And switching, flipping the whole field over, you know, maybe too much of a learning curve. And especially something like this, you would like to install that during the offseason. During midseason, I, I don't know a team ever uh, switch everything over from, from midseason. But it is what it is. We need to make some adjustments within our off, offensive line. Gerard, you, you're right, but they just don't do that midseason, you know. They just don't do it midseason. It's just just one of those things. Ben Rice, shout out to you, man. It's hard changing midstream. Yeah, hey, man, preaching to the choir now, man. Shout out to you, Ben Rice. I like that name, Ben Rice. Uh, Willie Jones, what's good, man? Yes, Cam Fleming is, is move move him to right tackle. This is from Romello. Um, yeah. Move Cam Fleming to right tackle. Uh, he he have that experience, and then you, that what that says is that a lot of times personnel don't want to be wrong, and they really don't want to figure out, say to themselves, "We want to bench Connor Williams when he's Connor Williams been playing solid, but he he is solid, but it's it's good, but it's not great. You see what I'm saying? It's good, but it's not great play. It's decent play, and it's hard to bench. That's the hardest person to bench. A, a person that's out there who's making minimal mistakes as a rookie and you send your, your right tackle making all of these ballhead plays, not get kicking out on his stance, and then you have these little fickle plays with Tyron Smith. It's a hard to just say, okay, Connor, I'm going to bench you. We're going to insert Lyle Collins, who's struggling at right tackle, move him to guard, and then we're going to insert Cameron, Cam Fleming as right tackle, and we're going to go all the way down to the, you know, well, you know it's, going, it's, it's just hard because – you you kind of slow down the, the 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 development of Connor. Then on top of that, 
you moving him to another position possible and, and it just it just all a mess if anything they should have just figured this out during the offseason but we all know that during the preseasons they didn't play during preseason and they had a a very 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 vanilla offseason altogether as it relates to the offense and that's where we're at right now three and four so we're gonna have to figure out how we can turn this thing around and that's just the bottom line so guys it is what it is that's uh, pretty much all I have to say for this wonderful Saturday. Don't forget, guys, uh, just be supportive of this team. I understand that it's a hard, tall task to uh, to go through feeling the way we're feeling about this team. Uh, but it is what it is. Just got to stay focused, got to get our mind right. Uh, not, all we can do is root for the team. I understand that we're feeling a certain type of way, being three and four, looking like everything is grim right now. But at least – during this uh, bye week, we can just enjoy the miseries of other teams. So have yourself a merry little bye week. May your days be light. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's get this day going, baby. Let's roll with it. And remember, you all are listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. Yeah. Let's roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, they need to stop all that holding. I, I agree. I agree. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Lamar, Mark, Sean. For those that's on a Facebook panel, my Facebook page went away. But if you're still live there, appreciate everybody that's on the Facebook. Don't forget to hit that like button, share the content on Facebook. Don't forget that I do have a podcast that's LAW Nation. Join that podcast. Um, hit me up on Patreon, Twitter, Twitch, uh, as well as Periscope. Appreciate everybody. You guys know I L-O-V-E. Everybody that's in the nation. Yes, we live like 95. Yes, John, shout out to you. Maybe I get that freestyle another day. <laughs> yes, indeed. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Be productive if you're working today. Yeah. We them boys, Zeke, Priella, experience. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Speaking of experience, uh, the Cowboys experience. I call them Cowboys XP. The link is in the description box. Uh, me, Mark Holmes, Vach Lombardi. We're going to be live like 95 at the Eagles game. When the Cowboys play the Eagles down here in Texas, I want everybody to be part of the mix. Hit me up, uh, whether it's uh, via my uh, Gmail or, or inbox me on Facebook so we can just have this whole committee together so we can just talk about Cowboys and have one of these awesome type of platforms out here that we can talk with uh, Drew Pearson, uh, talk with uh, I guess Cheeto Wuzi or, or Cole Bees. We're going to have all these uh, current and former players of the Dallas Cowboys out at this uh, event. So I really want everybody to tune in, show up, be up, be out, be ready. Let's get this thing going one way or another. And remember guys, you will be enjoying and listening and to nothing but the bass. Let's roll on out again, baby. Yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> Peace.